in deep distress, the prayers of Jesus in Gethsemane and Golgotha. A Good Friday reading for Westside Chapel. April 10th, 2020. If you've been around Westside Chapel for any time at all, you know that we gather each year for a Good Friday service. We normally sing and consider the scripture and pray. This is not a normal time. And yet, we know that God has not forgotten us in our distress over this virus. Tonight, we consider the prayers Jesus prayed in the last hours of his life as he struggled in Gethsemane and on Golgotha. Perhaps it is appropriate that this service is called In Deep Distress. As you listen, most of what you will hear are the words of Scripture as we read from the accounts of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. We hope that you will hear these words anew and meditate on the work Christ did and his love for you. Let's pray. O Lord, we do not gather in our bodies for this service, but we gather in spirit, in concentration, in worship. As we who are in distress listen to this familiar story, let us consider the deep distress of your son so many years ago. May this, our meditation, be to your greater glory. Amen. It was the night before that afternoon, and Jesus and his disciples had partaken of the Passover together. Judas, the betrayer, had left them, and Jesus led his disciples to a quiet place to pray. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled, then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words once more. Three times, Jesus, God's own Son, asked that he might be delivered from the pain and the shame of the cross. Each time he submitted to the Father's plan that apparently had previously been hidden from him. Your will be done. He taught us submission in his prayer. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And so it began. Judas came with a crowd of priests and soldiers, and after being identified with a false kiss, Jesus was arrested and taken away for a night of interrogations and trials. Jesus was taken before the Jewish high council, the Sanhedrin. They examined him closely as they sought a basis to bring him before the Roman authorities. They began with questions concerning Jesus' supposed threats to the temple and then about his claims to be Messiah, the King of the Jews. 
The council heard Jesus' answers and sent him to Pilate, believing that the Roman governor would find reason to execute him for his supposed crimes against Rome. Pilate examined Jesus and then sent him to Herod. But Herod was too clever to be drawn into the dispute, and he returned Jesus to the Roman governor. Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was misleading the people. And after examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving death has been done by him. I will therefore punish and release him. But they all cried out together, Away Away with this man, man, and release release us for us. A man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus. But they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish and release him. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder for whom they had asked, but he delivered Jesus over to their will. When he did, the soldiers scourged him and mocked him, and with two others Jesus was led away to the place of execution. And when they came to the place that is called Golgotha, the skull, there they crucified him, and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Hanging there, nailed through his hands and feet, struggling against his body's weight, Jesus prayed. He was there because of the murderous conspiracy of those he had come to save. Jewish leaders, and Roman soldiers. But he prayed that God would forgive his executioners. He taught us forgiveness in his prayers. Crucifixion was not a form of execution so much as it was a form of torture which inevitably led to death by suffocation. It was designed to deter those who would dare to oppose the power of Rome. It was the third hour when they crucified him. And the inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha! You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes mocked him to one another, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also reviled him. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders, hearing it, said, Behold, he is calling Elijah. But it was not Elijah whom he called. That cry was from the depths of his agony to his father. Where have you gone? 
Why have you left me? And in this cry, Jesus spoke of his incomprehension and his isolation as he hung in the place between a righteous God and a rebellious world. He taught us to pray when we cannot see where God has gone. He hangs on the wood, tortured with pain and thirst and the agony of being alone. And at the ninth hour, the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Though he had truly experienced separation from his father, he did not despair. He had submitted himself to the Father's plan, not as I will, but as you will. And having begun the work in submission, he finished it the same way. He taught us the prayer of trust. Before all these events, Jesus had taken the Passover bread and said, This is my body. And he had taken the Passover wine and said, This is my blood. He knew, even if his disciples did not, the significance of what he said. In the last hours of Jesus' life, he prayed out of deep distress, prayers of submission, forgiveness, isolation, and trust. Jesus prayed out of his distress, but without despair, for he prayed in confidence that his Father would bring actual deliverance out of the apparent defeat of the cross. And now... May the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort hold you fast until we are able to gather together again in our bodies and with one spirit bring worship to the one who watches over all who are in distress. Amen. We invite you, who have heard the events of Jesus' last hours, to join us Sunday morning to hear the resolution of his distress and ours.